this conversation brought to you by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. And today I get to hang a little bit with Danny Diamond from New York City. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, but originally from Ohio. Ohio. We're gonna we're Born gonna get bread. we're gonna get to that. Um, but right now we are at the Push Conference, Push Conference 2018. You can go to thepushconference.com for more information. We are in Greencastle, Indiana, this year. So, who are you, Danny Diamond? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm 28. Mm-hmm. I am married with twins that are a year and a half old. Oh my. Uh, yeah, it's a half, my full-time job. <laughs> we could we could talk about that. <laughs> we could do a series of podcasts on oh, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tips of being a dad of twins while trying to do photography. Oh my. <laughs> I'm a retired photographer. I work full-time for my wife now. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I bet. I bet that's true. <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm 28 years old. I started photography when I was uh, 20. Mm-hmm. And I moved from Ohio to Connecticut um, right about 18 years old to go to business school in Connecticut. And um, photography was obviously not my um, my choice of career. I never even considered it. But it's something that I eventually just fell into and I fell in love with it. I'm like, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm done with school. Let me just jump into photography and do that full time. Um, so So this was while you were in college. Yeah, this was right at the end. This was literally like last month before I graduated. Did Did you graduate? Yes, I graduated. You graduated. I graduated. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and I guess everyone's plan when going to business school is eventually to own your own business. So I guess it right. kind of worked out. Right. Um, but I mainly shoot fashion and portrait work in New York City. I live in Connecticut, mm-hmm. so it's close to New York City. But you shoot in the city. Correct. I shoot in the city and throughout the states as well. Um, but that's primarily what I do. I, I shoot fashion and portrait work. What was it like for you to make that jump initially? Like you're, you're in college and then apparently at some point you fall in love with photography, right? right? And was it like a huge shift in your mind then about, you know, from going from a business school atmosphere to who knows what you're going to do right. to then now I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to start my own business and it's going to be in the arts. Right. <laughs> so it, it was, um, it was a two or three year um, process from when I finished school to when I did photography really full time. I always did other side jobs on the side. I was I was a barber for a couple of years um, mm-hmm. since my whole family is a bunch of barbers. And um, so I was doing that for income. And then when I got into photography, I was just taking odd and end kind of jobs. Like I was shooting watches for a year for mm-hmm. a friend. And I was just doing, um, I did a wedding once, once, no, one and done situation. <laughs> right. But um, I, I basically um, just took every day, um, one day at a time, just took whatever jobs came my way until I'm like, you know what, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to brand myself. And I stuck to one thing out of the 20 different genres I was doing at the time. Um, and like I said, I was just holding on to uh, the different jobs on the sides. I was installing security cameras <laughs> at, at one point. I was doing whatever it took to just save money and um, get married and start my photography business. And once I, I got into the photography business, I, I didn't even look back. You just kept going. I just kept going, even though there were months that I was it was super slow, especially in the fashion world. There right. are months that there's no work, and then there's months that there aren't enough days in a month. But um, I learned how to just keep myself occupied throughout the year with different hobbies, and uh, that kept me healthy and continued um, keeping my mind occupied. 
So would you attribute it's I mean I'm I'm asking, but it sounds as though it would make sense to attribute your your current success to hard work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? There's there's no uh, like easy action in Photoshop that you can <laughs> click and then suddenly make money, you know? Uh, it does it, life does not work that I way. I haven't found it yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't found the right action. Um, but yeah, it's it's so competitive. It's such a saturated market. When I was starting, it wasn't as bad as now. We didn't have Instagram. We barely had yes. uh, Facebook. Now that we have those two and every single person is a photographer these days, right. it's, it's not easy at all. So unless you're working hard and you're doing something unique and you're marketing yourself well, it's very hard to make it now. So in a sense, social media is kind of a double-edged sword. Would you would you say absolutely. that's true? I absolutely. Mean, on, if used correctly and if you got into the market early enough, you'll have an easier time. Right. If it's something like today, you're like, you know what, maybe I should consider doing photography. It's harder gonna, to break in now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So how would, what did you do? I noticed we were talking before this, you have like 274 billion followers. On, <laughs> I probably, wish. Probably I thousand wish. instead of billion. But you have a lot of followers. What what did you was that intentional like did you start at the beginning and think i'm going to turn this into something that i can make work for me business wise um so i did not think that i was going to grow a following and then use that to make a successful business Mm -hmm. that's not the route i took for me it was really just um I really enjoyed the feedback I was getting on social media. So right. what I did is I made it my goal to satisfy people's eyes. Yeah. So if I knew that they like a specific kind of portrait at a specific time of the day with a specific kind of caption, that's what I fed them. And I, and I just kept on doing that over and over. And all while showing personality, but not too much personality, um, trying to be humble, trying to answer everyone's questions and comments. They took the time to comment and message you. You got to take the time to message them back. And I still do that to this day. And, and to help the Photography Society, I screenshot any important questions that come my way and I put that on my Instagram stories. So by just making sure to help others and give to the community, that automatically brings people, attracts people to your page and your work. If you're just there to show off your work and and nothing else, unless you're insanely amazing, okay. it's going to be hard to build a following. So what I found is if I'm out there to help people, then people are going to find me. They're going to come to me. I don't have to beg anyone to follow me as long as I'm helping the, the, the photography society. And through that, I built a large following and random people who are now photographers found me. And and then based on that following, eventually there are clothing lines that came my way through that. So that So you've gotten or you do continue to get quite a bit of work from Instagram. Yeah, most of my work is... A lot of it is word to mouth, and at this point, I have the same 25, 30 clients that come to me every season. Okay. But anyone that does find me is really because of Instagram and because they've been following my work and they decided to um, send me a message. And So you're not putting a lot of time, effort, or money into marketing outside of Absolutely that? Absolutely not. You don't have Abs- to? I don't have to. No. Instagram and social media and very little word to mouth is where it's at now. What do you advise people to do, though, given what we were saying earlier about how hard it is to break in now to Instagram? What do you advise people to do now if if they want to be seen, right? So this is a, this is a tough question. <laughs> and if I would be completely honest, yeah. and uh, I was the one 
to be getting into photography now, mm-hmm. I would, and I suggest this to people all the time, just get a job that pays you well, do photography right. on the side for yeah. yourself, post it on social media. Yeah. But to get into the market now is really not easy and you're taking a chance. And that this is where starving artists, you know, that's where the, the saying comes from. Right. Like you're literally going to have to starve yourself right. and it's not something that's just going to happen overnight unless you have some kind of genius idea and right. you're great at marketing. But that's so, the reality of it right now. Yeah, that that is. Because so many people are doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's just so many people doing it. So you wouldn't say don't do it. You would just say don't rely on it right don't that, don't don't put all your eggs in one basket, in basket kind of right. like um find a job that pays you well keeps you comfortable and on the side do photography if you see it taking off then jump into it um but um to just say i'm gonna i'm gonna do photography now it's really hard and i know it's hard for people to hear this especially people who are going to school for photography yeah. and people getting into it but i'm just saying it as it is it's not going to be easy it's not gonna be easy ride at all even even to this day with um with the clients i have and and with the little of the following i have i i still there are two months every single winter where i'm in the basement doing woodworking or i'm outside doing gardening because it's i'm not i'm just not busy enough and that's just the way the fashion industry works they only want shoots twice a year in a two three month period what what do you get scared about um what do i at this point i've learned to conquer the fear um but when i first started and there were months without work um that scared me and my wife remembers this and she reminds me all the time you remember when you came home one day and you're like that's it i'm selling my stuff on craigslist and i'm going to i'm going to work at mcdonald's like i i, I said that i've said that to my wife so many times i'm like i'm done with this you know like sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't i'm losing my mind i'm not the kind of guy who could sit on the couch and watch tv you yeah. know that's not me well you and, must have been afraid because you said you said you're gonna go work at mcdonald's exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> And but but then I what I did is I said, you know what, what I got to do is I'm good with saving money. So it wasn't a financial issue. It was just I'm not busy now and I'm going I'm losing my mind because I'm not busy. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I just I I always had a love for woodworking. So I really got into it and and made myself a a full fledged workshop in the basement. And um, we, we got really into gardening. And these are just things that really use up my time and and it keeps me young. You know, it's good. Given all that, do you have a plan B? Um, I don't. At this point, I feel like I'm well established enough yeah. that um, it'll be a long time before photos go out of style. Well, and um, so, I, yeah. and and if I really had to, and I was pressured into it, I could go find another job, or I could start doing other genres of photography. It's mm-hmm. not like I only love fashion. Right. If I had to, I would go more into the commercial world than, and just work more of that kind of jobs because they do come my way and I turn them down because it's something I don't absolutely love doing. Commercial stuff. Correct. Yeah. Tell me this. How how did it work from a Midwestern boy from Ohio <laughs> to make it in the big city? Oh, I don't know what it means by make it, but I I, <laughs> I still have not made it. I, I go to New York City to shoot. I love New York City, but it's not some place for me to live. And mm. I, I think it's mainly because of the way I was raised. My wife is from Brooklyn. If I told her I want to move to New York City tomorrow, she'd be packing. She probably already is packed. She's ready to go to New York City. She's ready to go back. My wife grew up in Brooklyn, so okay. she is ready to go back to the city anytime. Really? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, but for me, I grew up out of town. I My mom, I remember, had to send my brother 
brother out to find me in the backyard every single day in the summer because mm. I, I, I hated the indoors. Mm. And um, I was all about the backyard, riding bikes, hanging out with friends, blocking off the street and playing right. basketball. Yeah. You know, that's the way I grew up. And and I'm, I, I don't know the city life. That I just know the country life. And so for me to, to move to New York City, I knew that I got to be near New York City for my work and my school when I was there, but I want to be just far out of New York City enough to have a driveway, to have a backyard, and to own my own home and, and not be in a little studio apartment mm-hmm. in New York City. So it's something that I never did adjust to. I don't. I never adjusted to living in New York City. It's something I do need. I need to be near it, but um, it, and I love it. But and I know every single street corner and every single corner of New York City. Mm-hmm. I've walked that city back and forth mm-hmm. countless times. Um, but I'm still always going to be an out of town boy really absolutely what makes you as a result of all of that and considering um where you come from how are you different than a a city boy um let's see i i guess i prefer to be at home and um building something with my hands doing something creative with my hands in my home than staying out at night and partying with friends hitting up restaurants and bars i'm, I'm just more about the relaxed enjoyable life right. um versus the jumping around having fun partying life you know they're just two different lives and uh and i i see this from from outside perspective but when i go into new york city and i see people they're so busy they're they're on their phones they they're just looking straight ahead walking trying to go from point a to point b that they forget to look up and down sometimes that i'm like these people are working two three jobs mm. to pay for their apartment mm. which they probably will never even own and they're going to be paying rent for the rest of their life in yeah. new york city and and they're working so hard to pay for that lifestyle that they don't even get to enjoy the life Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that all the time. I'm, I'm in New York City every day shooting, and these people are just so busy with their work that, that they don't sit back and just look up at the sky and take a deep breath and just sit and relax. And for me, my life, I, I, don't, I don't work to work. My life is not about working. For me, my job, yes, it's enjoyable. I love doing photography. But at the end of the day, if I, I wasn't getting paid doing it, I probably wouldn't do it. And I, I would just do it for fun here and there. Right. But for me, it's about working twice a week, doing two fashion shoots a week, right. and then going home and playing with my twins <laughs> and, and walking. I, I take them for a walk every single day. Yeah. You know, there aren't that many dads that could say that at, right. at 11 a.m. I'm taking my twins yeah. for a walk. Yeah. You know, there's like uh, four. Yeah. Four dads. You're, you're one of the four. <laughs> yeah, but but that that is what I want in life. That's right. what I want. I want to be able to just spend time and enjoy life. I don't want to wake up at 65 and be like, holy man, yeah. what, what happened to my life? You know, I've been working. Are you ever tempted by the allure of that, of the rat race? I mean, not of the of the rat race piece of it, but like, I don't know, the lifestyle, the, the fun, the glamour that, that seems like it comes along with it. Do you ever feel yourself, feel yourself getting drawn in? Um, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I, is that I, the Midwestern boy? It could be. grounded. It probably is. <laughs> probably is because I know that my five other siblings are are the same way. They're the right? same way. Yeah. yeah, they they live everywhere. They live in Florida, Maryland, and um, and they they all have that same mentality. I think that's what happens. Um, 
when you're born out of town. I'm, I mean, I know tons of, of models and, and artists that I work with in New York City that are all from out of town and they didn't move to the city and like, man, the city is where it's at. I love right. it. There's right. tons of people like that. Right. I'm not saying that being born out of town means that you love to stay out of town for the rest well, of your I, life. I look at you as an anomaly, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel as though most people that do or have a path that looks similar to yours, at least from the outside, are, are really caught up in the lifestyle that is surrounding the city, right? New York City in particular. Um, and it seems as though that's just not who you are. And yet, yeah. you're involved in an industry that is pretty glamorous. You're, you're a fashion photographer, for goodness sake. I mean, and, and it seems as though it, it could be so easy for someone in your position to get caught up in that. And yeah. you just haven't. Yeah, I, I think another reason is because I settled down with my life in my early 20s. I got yeah. married and yes. I had twins just a couple of years ago. And um, that kind of grounds you. Once you're, <laughs> once you're married and you got kids, you're not going to just get up and move into an apartment in New York City. That's you an know? understatement, right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that made a big difference, just being a family man mm -hmm. at an early age. Um, that really grounded me. And, it's, and I would never even consider that busy New York City life. So you're at the end of your 20s, essentially. What do your 30s look like for you, you think? Oh, that's a hard, that's a hard question because I could tell you what my 20s, what, what my goal was in my 20s. I would love to hear that. And, and, that's a good and, way to start. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to turn 30 in a couple months. And I always told myself when I started photography that um, there, there's not just life, you know, not just photography, that there are certain things that I want to have by the age 30. Um, one of them was to have a, a wife, kids own my home, have two cars, and just have a job where I am, where I feel secure. And um, once I had all that, I, I, I got that just whatever over the past 10 years, mm -hmm. I told myself, okay, the last thing that I want before I hit age 30 is to make sure I have a name in the, in the fashion world and to have a portfolio, a printed portfolio. Um, this is something that's so overlooked. People are like, why do you need a printed pictures? You just have iPads, you have Instagram, just let people see that. But um, I'm the biggest believer that uh, you need an actual printed portfolio and, and I'll explain. Um, there are images that I took six, seven years ago that no one sees anymore because mm. it's all the way at the bottom of my feet on Instagram. People saw it yeah. um, and, and it just doesn't come up anymore. When I have a printed portfolio that I just started working over the past year on, I was able to print out my 40, 50, 60 favorite images of all time. I'm able to put it in a tangible form. Yeah. I'm able to walk around with it tucked under my arm mm -hmm. and I, I could show it to people. And, and the wow factor of a printed portfolio is 10 times that of an iPad that people just swipe the screen. They just keep swiping and they don't they don't ever like really look at the image. Maybe one out of 10 images they'll do it too. But when it's printed and it's 17 inches by 20 inches right in your face, it's like, wow, you know? It's, and I knew that I didn't wanna do it when I was 22. I knew that I'm gonna wait all the way until right before I'm 30, that last year before I'm 30, I'm going to build up all those experiences, build up a killer portfolio, and then at that age, right before I'm 30, I am going to go and print everything I did until now. And that's what I did. And now I have a printed portfolio that I walk around with every day. So that was your 20s. That was my 20s. And you can check those boxes off. 
I could. <laughs> now, now I'm now I'm even more intrigued to find out what your 30s has in store for you because when well, you hit 40, I can't wait to see what those boxes are. <laughs> You're gonna have to come back to me in six <laughs> in six months and ask me what what I'm planning on doing in my 30s. But honestly, that I I'll, I didn't I didn't reach for like the stars. I mm. didn't. I'm 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 a believer that you gotta just make goals that are attainable and and then you could just conquer one at a time easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know somewhat easily and and that makes you feel accomplished and that gives you confidence and and that just makes you feel fulfilled and um in my 30s i just want to raise my kids that's yeah. it i just want to be a good no, I, yeah i, I just want to keep doing photography keep doing my hobbies but raise my kids at this point uh, in life i think it's just about raising kids and and in a world that's so hard to raise kids these days and the stuff that's going on, I think that um, being a dad and, and being a mom for my wife is is our number one goal at this point. That sounds great to me. How, how What sort of advice would you give to somebody right now? I mean, you're here at this conference. You're going to be speaking in like 20 minutes. It's insane that we were even <laughs> able to fit this in. What advice would you give? Like you're going to be standing up there in front of you know, 50, 60 people. What advice would you give them if you had a chance? I mean, you're going to, but there's going to be other people listening to this. What What do you have to say to people right now? Um, uh, it sounds so cliche. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just have to find things that make you happy, things that make you feel confident, and just pursue them. And the only thing that... Um, will help you accomplish any kind of success is by being ambitious. Um, looking back at at my class my in middle school, mm-hmm. I remember that there were maybe 10 genius kids. And then there were 10 kids that were not smart at all. And I was one of those kids. I was not smart. I never, I barely got A's unless I cheated. Oh. And, <laughs> and, um, and I just remember that um, the kids who, who work hard and are ambitious and passionate about something get so much further than yeah. kids who are smart but lazy because maybe right. in school you get good grades but in life it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. in, in life it's all about working hard and being ambitious um, and so that, that will make you successful in photography if social media is important to you that will make you successful in social media just working hard and being ambitious um, don't do it about the money make it make it all about just your passion mm-hmm. and if you're doing something just for the money it's going to be hard you're going to have a hard time because it's going to be harder right yeah it's going to be hard because uh, you're going to wake up one day and be like oh, i don't really enjoy it okay so i'm getting paid but i don't <laughs> enjoy it mm-hmm. when you're doing something you love there are so many shoots that i do to this day that i'm not getting paid for mm. but i'm doing it because i enjoy it they're not fashion work but like just creating art and portfolio material for me and my instagram and so the only way I'm able to continue going and bulldozing forth is just doing what I love. Where can people find you? People could uh, find me at my home in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. Um, Stay away from his home <laughs> in Connecticut. Don't go to Connecticut. <laughs> um, I, um, I'm on social media. So if you just Google Danny Diamond, D-A-N-I, yeah. um, on Instagram, Facebook, 500PX. And um, if you're a photographer and you're looking for tips and uh, articles and stuff like that you could look on fstoppers.com um, i wrote articles for them for two years until i ran out of ideas and the day i ran out of ideas i'm like that's it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna just write to write I'm so done. I, <laughs> I i quit writing right when i 
like hit that roadblock with mm-hmm. ideas to write articles on. But I write, I wrote a lot of um, viral content on there about portrait work, even landscape stuff, um, business, all kinds of stuff. So definitely hit up my uh, my F Stoppers articles. And the last place would be um, on rggedu.com. They are an educational um, video content website, and I have a tutorial with them. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe it when you said that you would do this right before you were going to oh, get up sure. and talk to people. Absolutely. Anytime. Enjoy the rest of Push 2018, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you. Thanks, man.